The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Matt Lieb here with a Pod Yourself the Wire slash Frotcast announcement. First, just want to say sorry that we took last week off. We both have babies. Shit got fucking crazy. Doo-doo everywhere. It's hard. So we weren't able to do a Frotcast last week, but uh, hey, you're about to listen to one right now. So, you know, just pretend that didn't happen um a lot of you have been asking when is the new season of pod yourself the wire coming out well guess what uh tomorrow patrons will be granted early access to season three episode one of pod yourself the wire uh if you are not a patron you're gonna have to wait a week so why don't you go to patreon.com slash broadcast and subscribe right now please we need it we need the money, guys. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not begging or nothing, but fucking <laughs> Vince, Vince doesn't have a doesn't have a job anymore. So uh, Patreon.com/slash/broadcast. You're not just getting early access to Pod Yourself the Wire. You're also getting broadcast episodes uh, every week ish. So uh, why not subscribe? So do it now, please, and thank you. Um, also, part of this announcement is to uh, just let people know that we are also doing video of the podcast now. Now Vince and I are showing our beautiful faces as well as our guest faces on the YouTube. That's right. The younger piggies demand faces for some reason. Uh, and it's also really easy to do. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just do it. If you go to youtube.com, uh, search for Frogcast, you'll find our channel. It's the one with the dog on it in the avatar i think there's another channel that exists don't worry about that one it's the one with the dog uh i'll figure out how to get youtube.com slash broadcast at some point Uh, i'm new but yes so if you want to watch video of the podcast you can or you can just listen to it it's basically the exact same thing um except for now my clips uh also have a ridiculous video aspect to it so you don't want to miss that um so yes subscribe to our channel you can find it on youtube by searching broadcast okay final announcement next week may 31st that's a wednesday i will be in san francisco at the san francisco punchline with jessica seeley who is recording her album that's right friend of the pod jessica seeley is making an album and she would love for you to be 
at the recording. Uh, if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, go to SanFranciscoPunchline.com. Buy tickets now. You'll see Jessica Seeley's beautiful face on there. I'm going to be doing jokes. Uh, Steve Hernandez, hilarious comedian from Los Angeles, is also going to be there doing jokes. And then, of course, Jessica recording her album. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Please buy tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Come out. It's going to be a great time. All right, that's enough announcements. It's time for some content. I know how much you fucking hogs love content. So just line up at the trough, piggies, because the slop is hot and ready. All right. Bye. What's going on? You're listening to The Frogcast. I'm Vince Mancini. We're coming at you semi-live? Not live. Not we're not live. live. Okay, we're, we're like literally not live. We're coming at you not live. I mean, we, we are in in living color. Yeah. We coming are at happening you in technicolor. In living color. On You in can do what you want to mm-hmm. do in living lumber. Mm-hmm. Uh, joined with me, joining me as always. Are you having a stroke? I am having a stroke. Oh, you having a stroke? Oh, you having a stroke? Uh, is the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lee? Hi, everyone. You can do what you want to do in Living Lummer. Happy to be here. Uh, very excited. What a monumental day for America, uh, for commerce in general. Mm-hmm. Why is um, that, dude? Today's the day of what? You. This is like why I thought we were. This is an emergency pod. Today is the day that HBO Max becomes oh, Max. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. I'm like. I've been waiting for it. Because I'm so excited. I like rebrands. That's my thing. It's, well, I love it's, it when corporations are like, you know what? We need to pivot. I mean, you joke, but I mean, finally, there's going to be an app out there that has the Sopranos on it. Yeah. It sure is. Pretty sick. Uh, who's our guest? We got, I thought you were going to do that, but we got oh, yeah. Joey Devine joining us. Hey! hey. Uh, it's me, Max! Um, <laughs> Max the is here. for Joey Devine. Max um, is here. We're very excited to have Max. Max of formerly HBO Max. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell us about the new content you have coming up? Oh, I have so much new content. Uh, 30 Day Fiance. Oh. Seven day fiance. You're going faster uh, and faster. What are, what are you, Tim Ferrissing us right now? <laughs> the four hour fiance. <laughs> I mean, that's what David Zaslov's like thing is, right? Isn't he the he's the discovery man that yes. he's so he, he's all about like uh fiancés in different days and also yeah, yeah. people being naked and afraid. So you were um, you were trying to explain this to me last night joey about yes. the rebrand like what so oh we ended the bit is he no longer max oh sorry no i'm just kidding <laughs> okay, let's you know. go no i want to hear about no, the rebrand. You, like I, I didn't understand it like i just thought that they're they're doing like a dumb name change like nothing's is anything actually changing or are they just changing the name i think they're just changing the name but like the idea a guy who does not care about HBO took over HBO is what happened here that rules uh, good like because discovery technically made a lot more money than hbo right Mm. um so his idea is like why are we spending so much money on good television when we could just be airing 
all yeah, little all people. We want to be more, why can't we make more little people big world or whatever? Yeah, we want to be known as the TLC network who yeah. has uh, platformed uh, child molesters from almost every <laughs> state okay. throughout the South. For the, in <laughs> fairness, they didn't know they were child molesters sure. until later on. And yeah. then when they were, how could they anyone promptly guess? That someone was a child molester who's involved heavily in the child pageant. Okay, but to be fair, there are a lot of people who aren't (laughs) child molesters who just think little kids are hot. (laughs) I'm just trying to be fair, guys. In all fairness. Um, Yeah, no. Wait, did he? He didn't. He didn't make. He's not TLC TLC involved, right? TLC is part of Discovery, isn't it? Is it? I I don't. Probably. I think. Like I think they all. Yes. I think yeah, I think they were the company behind uh, the the Duggar Show. What is it? Whatever it's called. That sounds 18, right. Eighteen a- kids a- and still kicking. Enough um, or yeah. whatever. Um. <laughs> and and uh, and toddler and uh, dance mom. Wait, what was the one? Toddlers and tiaras. That's the one. Yeah. Which one's Honey Boo Boo? It's Toddlers and Tiaras spinoff. Um, I believe. What is I was gonna right? say is though. No. What's interesting to me about this is it really feels like David Zaslav's final form, right? Because, Mm. like, he turned the learning channel from a place for learning (laughs) into that. And then the Discovery Channel, also, when we were young, was, like, where you'd go watch, like, documentaries about whales or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he was like, we're done with this pussy-ass content about, like, oh, ABC, one, two, three. Oh, look at the animals inside of me. No, we're going to (laughs) do... The Beast fucking. Yeah. Oh, man. What? Oh, yeah. How far are we? Six minutes? All right. You're good, Matt. <laughs> well, remember, this is, yeah. Uh, the, we have a uh, a new rule, by the way, which is that f- I have to go five minutes without saying something that'll make it harder for Vince to get a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> trying to be real smart about my career these days, you know? No one's good. They don't know. Yeah. They haven't taught the AIs to listen to podcasts yet. So if you guys are working on that, stop. Stop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Literally, that is actually worse than what the Terminator is about. (laughs) Did you guys see that David Simon interview about AI today? Yes. 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 Um, I'll read the quote for you. Yes, please. For all the people that uh, uh, he was on whatever NPR show that Ari Shapiro is on. Yeah. Uh, I guess they were talking about. Good guy. Cool guy. Ari Shapiro. Right. I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know much about him, about him other than he uh, always goes live from Culver City. And I'm just like, <laughs> just say L.A. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, and this is the transcript. Shapiro. Okay, so you've spent your your career creating television without AI. And I could imagine today you thinking, boy, I wish I had had that tool to sor- solve those thorny problems. Simon, what? Shapiro. <laughs> or saying, Simon, you imagine that? Shapiro. <laughs> boy, if that existed, it would have screwed me over. Simon, I don't think AI can remotely challenge what writers do at a fundamentally creative level. Shapiro, but if you're trying to transition from scene five to scene six and you're stuck with that transition, you could imagine plugging that portion of the script into an AI and say, give me 10 ideas for how to transition this. Simon, I'd rather put a gun in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) He's learned a lot from his cop friends. (laughs) I'm just surprised based on how he writes on Twitter, he wasn't like, you crumulous dickwad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just because he likes fancy swear words doesn't make him wrong, you know? Uh, yeah. Sure. If anything, it makes him cool. 
you know, that little hat is what makes him cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm being mean to David Simon all of a sudden. I love David Simon. No, right. I get it though. I it's he's his uh, you know, we talk about his uh Twitter presence a lot on and the his little hat. Uh, you know, I've yet to mention his little hat. I didn't actually know about the little hat yeah. uh until I saw pictures of him uh at the WGA one. protests yeah. and does I was, he have a little hat? I mean, it's nice. He was when, wearing like a little hat that yeah, might as well have had a card that said press in it. Yeah, oh, like yeah, a yeah. mini fedora and, type thing? And, yeah, yes. it was like sideways mm. on his head. Yeah. I, I like it when someone's got a trademark hat, you know, like uh, George R.R. R. Martin with his little uh, his little captain's he's hat. He's got a trademark trade, everything. His, he's a trade conductor. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the RR stands for railroad. Did you know that about him? <laughs> 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 yeah, no, he's, uh, I mean, his whole face is... He's got a lot going on with the face. Yeah. You know, he's got the beard, he's got the big glasses, he's got the hat. He's a stout little guy. Yeah. Is he American? Yeah, yeah. surprisingly. He doesn't like, yeah. he seems like a guy who'd be like I Scottish think he's or something. From yeah. New Jersey? Weird. That's so weird. Like sometimes you become, you know, fucking my dad and then sometimes you become George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Like I yes. think he's like a Jets fan. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, go Aaron Rodgers. Um, we were going to talk about Air hey, today. He's from Bayonne, made... New Jersey. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, Crazy. I love. I love to talk about Air. Let's talk yeah. about it. I watched Air. You well, watched Air. Joey but, watched before Air. Before we do that, I want you. I want you to play my uh, new favorite Johnny Depp clip from uh, <laughs> TikTok. We had a couple. We had a couple clips, and since we got video, is I figured, it uh, McDonald's? Yeah, that's the one. yeah. Yeah, there's. Uh, we he's, he's got a, some analogies to. One second. Oh yeah, you're not. You're not. No, don't worry. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You just gotta give me a second. Um, but yeah, fucking. Do do do. All right. He's got my favorite disease, which is um, <laughs> actor like people that are famous Alcoholism? for a long time. Well, that too. Yeah, I mean, that is... <laughs> That's my personal favorite. <laughs> That's a more sad disease. But the one that certain famous people have where you can just tell that uh, they've had at least five people hanging on their every word for the last 20 years, and uh, and they just are hyper-confident to just fill space. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like a normal person, you sort of hear the silences between words, and, you, and you, they freak you out. You feel like you're being judge like am i making sense do people care what mm -hmm. i have to say i feel like at a certain level of celebrity that just goes away yeah um and then it leads to something like this this is him at con can is it can or con it's can right it's i don't can. know you're the one it's, who writes about movies it's con Wait, you're but... worried about matt not getting you a job yeah i know <laughs> you can't even pronounce you. cans <laughs> um so uh, t can you hear this joey So um, we're talking theoretically about what would I do if there were people who didn't want me to come to the Cannes Film Festival? Uh, well, it's Cannes, according to Johnny Depp. Cannes. What if one day <laughs> they did not allow me under no circumstances, no matter what, mm -hmm. I cannot go to McDonald's <laughs> for life. Forever. Never again. Because somewhere, Ronald, all in one room, there'd be 39 angry people 
want you need eat a Big Mac <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> Just for fun. Um, who are they? Why do they care? Some kind of some species, some tower of mashed potatoes <laughs> tower. covering the light of a computer screen. Anonymous. <laughs> There's anonymous mashed potatoes watching you eat Big Macs. Fair time. <laughs> I don't think I'm the one who should be worried. <laughs> yeah, it's those mashed potatoes that should be worried. People should really think about that. <laughs> what it's all about, really. People should be thinking about if I was in a McDonald's and there was some mashed potatoes there, uh, typing on a computer that it's bad there when I so eat McDonald's. Many, uh, analogies there that I don't understand. Like oh. how is the Cannes Film Festival McDonald's, mm -hmm. and then all the McDonald's are in one room, but then there's 39 no, people, no. and they're watching him eat a Big Mac on a loop. What? Oh, yeah. So okay, uh, yeah. I'll admit the Big Mac on a loop thing. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about there. Um, but uh, he lost me almost instantly, and you could tell his inner monologue was like, "You're crushing it, right yeah. now." John. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You're, everybody's everybody's loving this. Keep I, going. I got an applause break from the sick fans. <laughs> I must be doing good. Um, yeah, no, I understood everything he had to say, and I agree with most of it. That's the wow. fucked up thing. Oh, oh hot take, hot take. Johnny Depp, good guy. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I think what I enjoyed about it is his description of the people who are mad at him as uh, giant stacks of mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think yeah, that's, because that's not ugly, an unfair ugly, assessment. Ugly people are not allowed to be mad at you. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And it's not an unfair assessment of uh, anyone who is online. I feel like from yes, the... we're all mashed potatoes. We are we're all on the stacks internet, of mashed potatoes. No one knows when you're in a stack of mashed potatoes. Exactly. No one can hear you scream about, where's the butter? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like just his, uh, his whole thing of just like, it's him going, um, you know, regular people are just ants. You know, that's it's his yeah. it's his yeah. version of that. And I'm like, uh, you know, you're not wrong. I mean he is Do they hiss and bubble when you put them put them under a microscope? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes Why? I I lead them they... into a trap. <laughs> Why is your guys' Johnny Depp like Buffalo a Native Bill? American? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, I think that's part of the like amalgamation of characters. Is that, that what he's created. doing? Like it's like Tonto, Hunter S. Thompson, that. and uh, I don't it's know what the other one his, is. It's, it's mostly, all of his roles. It's Tonto, Hunter S. Thompson, and Keith Richards. I think is what Johnny Depp is. That now. is exactly what he's doing. He is fucking T one thousanding it, like melting in the lava, just like creating an accent that no that does not exist anywhere else, and um, and people just accept it because well, you know, he's Johnny Depp. He's cool. Did you guys see those photos of his teeth? No. On the red carpet? Oh, no. They're like rotting out of his mouth. Uh, well, that's real gross. I mean, isn't, again, even his teeth are doing a Jack Sparrow. It's nice that he's in <laughs> Cannes because I feel like he started as an American's idea of a hot person and he's like gradually morphing into a French he's become a person. French person's, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he wasn't yeah. ugly hot before, but now he's like slowly yeah. evolving into it. No, Wait, do he was like the hottest. <laughs> man alive at one point like yeah those cheekbones they could cut glass yeah. no he's he's still hot he's still uh, hot sure I, yeah he's still hot yeah i'll give him that 
Oh, he's hot, dude. You know why he's hot? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> because I know when he looks at me, which he doesn't, but if he ever did, he would be like, your stack of mashed potatoes. <laughs> Wait, are you, are you, are you a great, big, great big fat person? Are you a great big stack of mashed potatoes? <laughs> are, you, are you a great big stack of mashed potatoes? That put, doesn't work. It puts the butter on its potatoes. <laughs> it puts the butter. Speaking of which, Joey, mm. mm-hmm. you were my date last night to a Top Chef event. I was. Event yeah. After my wife got mono. My wife. No, I'm I so think. jealous, dude. Yeah, your um, wife so, got the kissing disease. She did. I mean, it's yeah. probably because of all the guys I make her make out with for the OnlyFans <laughs> that we have. Hey, baby, gotta eat. That's right. Baby, gotta eat. Yeah, they did Restaurant Wars live, and mm-hmm. uh, they invited me because I'm a very important Top Chef recapper. And in fact, you were so important, they had you seated at table one next to Tom Colicchio. It, it was actually horrifying. <laughs> uh, we were like looking for, like the publicist was like, oh, we, I put you at a good table, which I thought meant like, oh, there'll be like one other, with food on it. There'll be other funny bloggers Un- there. Funny people there, yeah. Yeah, no, and then, and then it I, like, was with Tom Colicchio. I roll up to my empty seat and I see Tom's Colicchio's name card next to mine. I was like, uh, well, did someone not, make a mistake? That's not totally true. It wasn't next to yours. There were two empty seats, and you tried to make me sit next to him, and I was like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I did. I did. I mean, he is a very intimidating man. Yeah, because you just had an interview with him like 20 minutes before that you were like, he didn't want to be talking to him no. right now. No. <laughs> he's I mean, intimidating he's... also because you know who he is. Well, I, that, yeah, but I, it's I, also... As someone who has no idea who this guy is, I find this all very It's funny. partly that you know who he is, but it's also partly that, uh, you know, speaking of people from New Jersey, like he is a guy from New Jersey and he has like that very... That very sort of New York-y, like, East Coast thing where mm-hmm. you start talking and you're, like, three words and you're looking at him and you're like, this person is very skeptical of me. I better yeah. I better bring this question <laughs> home in a way that makes him happy. And most of the time I did, but I think maybe that's part of why it feels uh, like I wanted to interview him because I know um, he intimidates me in that way. Oh. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, so we sat next to him through this entire uh, Top Chef dinner. Yeah. And it was uh, pretty delightful. It was you, fun. Yeah. yeah. You, did you talk to him about stuff? Were you just like, we hey, did. who do you think the toppest chef is? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. no. Who's we... the bottom chef? Who, if there yeah. was like a power bottom. <laughs> yeah. I would say would there be? was a very interesting dynamic at our table where Vince and I were just trying to have dinner and have a conversation with the people at the table. Sure. While there were other press people there who just saw this as a... Uh, Networking opportunity? To, no as a way to ask Tom Colicchio rapid fire questions as quickly as possible uh, the entire two hour dinner. So like, um, uh, so, th- so like, th- what's your favorite Chinese food in the East village? Stuff like that. <laughs> That's the worst kind of question. It's not even <laughs> just like, like someone who's just like low key trying to let no one know that they're secretly doing a listicle. <laughs> Um, we did find out that he did not like the menu, and he loves the bear, which yeah. I thought were, that was surprising to me. He didn't like the menu. No, it was too. He yeah. thought it was too broad. I mean, it was pretty broad. It was but, broad, but I thought in a, a good way. A but it also seemed. I don't know. The the menu seems much more like spiritually accurate to food and like the restaurant industry than right. the bear does. Like yeah, the, the bear, bear is is uh... the bear is just like a slick, well made show that I'm like I don't think. Uh, 
Chicago. I don't think a bear would open a shop. restaurant would be serving risotto to I go. I don't, sure. think, a, I don't <laughs> think a bear watch, knows how to cook. Right. That's but, what I. When I watch a show, I go. I don't, I don't know if that guy's really a bear. Well, what yeah, I it doesn't what seem I like a, say, doesn't seem like a bear. <laughs> doesn't seem like bear behavior. Yeah, he's just like he, you know, he should, should, be, like he should a, be sleeping should be at least. Honey, he should, he should be, be stealing honey. picnic baskets. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen a bear steal picnic baskets. I've never seen one over at a restaurant. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, I get it though, actually, because to me, the bear, as someone who's worked in restaurants, mm -hmm. the like chaotic part of it yeah. feels like a restaurant, like in in the weeds where the menu yeah. never feels that way it's true um, and like the idea of working i mean like the conflict of the show is like having to work with people who have personality disorders which, sure. I yeah, think which is, is very, also the restaurant in exactly industry, yeah. yeah very true to that yeah um i mean it's a the bear is just a completely different animal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak no whereas like the menu is uh I mean, you know, the menu is kind of a, like a revenge fantasy. It's really um, funny. The menu, and is, the menu, funnier than the bear. I, I, agree. I completely a agree. Percent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing about the bear is just like I don't think a bear would open our. <laughs> but it was a good dinner. We had good food, and yeah, we ate the food a lot was of good. It. Yeah, dude. We ate so many caviar and bellinis. Like, I'm so fucking jealous the guys kept they were like handing out their little pancakes with uh caviar or whatever and the guys kept coming to me knowing i was the only person there not embarrassed to continue taking more right well um, yeah. we were so we were standing at the bar before the event started and like every time a top chef person would walk out there would be like a a a huddle of people that would aggressively like, like rush them, yeah. Aggressively corner them to yeah. to to mingle and to ask not. them like, uh, oh, "Who do you think the top is?" <laughs> yeah. What do they ask? What do they? I don't know the show. And me and Joey were just looking at each other like, "What do you think it would be like to be a person who was good at mingling?" Oh, yeah, it's bro. true. We were I think we would like all be that. more successful if we could do that. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like the, the I see. I see that. I see people who like are just able to go to a party and be like, "Who's the I'm most go talk to every important? Yeah. Well, not just stranger because yeah. I can but talk like to strangers. A radar for important people. A radar yeah. for important people and a shamelessness that allows them to go up to them and be like, "Hi, important person, help me, help me, help me, help yeah. me, help me, help me." Um, I don't have that. I I will seek out the least like. The most lost person looking in the room, I'm like, that's yeah, someone that's who my looks friend. like they might want to talk mm -hmm. to me, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. So that's what me but and yeah, Joey, was, Joey were doing. We're sort of I standing was so out of place at this event that when Vince went to look to go talk to Tom Colicchio, leaving me alone, I just sat down on a couch and looked at my phone the whole time. And a P the PR lady from Top Chef came up and was like. Have we met? Can I help you? <laughs> and I was like, I literally was just like, I'm Vince's guest. I'm just a guy. You don't have to worry about me at all. <laughs> yeah. So we we camped. You out. could help me, but it's truly not worth your time. <laughs> yeah. It, like you could. You I'm not could, judging you on this. Like I, you can just yeah. Just pretend I'm not here. This is. Yeah. I hate this. So we were sort of just camped out, like at the bar, which happened to be. 
next to the entrance where the waiters have to come back to mm-hmm. to bring the food back to the kitchen. That's so the every, best best every time place they in the had house. like two two or three stray blinis left that, yeah. they, that they couldn't get rid of. They're like, do you guys want these? And yeah. me and Joey were like, well, yeah, of course. You're the green bin. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's of course we do. My favorite Jules Posner joke was working in a restaurant and you're supposed to throw the leftovers in the green bin. And he goes, fuck you, I am a green bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, yeah. yeah, that's what we were doing. You guys were the green bin. And yeah. it was fun. Dude. We ate great food. I love little finger foods at events mm-hmm. like to me that's the best shit in the world yeah because like the guy a, comes out yeah. and he's got the plate and uh you know he's like would you like he'll like name the thing mm-hmm. and you have to pretend like you just want one mm-hmm. or and, that you're listening and not being like "Ooh, i'm gonna stuff whatever that is in my mouth dude that's the other thing this is why i'm not good at at, at networking is because if i see someone with a plate of food i am s- not looking at it but i am I'm staring at the person I'm talking to and like sweat is dripping down my brow as I'm going, the foo-foo's going to be here soon. Yeah. I'm going to eat the foo. How much longer I have to wait to oh, eat food? Oh, God. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just listening. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. No, I totally, I can't believe they did that. Uh, and then you get the food and then, yeah, and then everything's you, good. First you get the food, and then, then you, you get a power. And then you get the yeah, women. That's right. Uh, so Air, uh, that was a movie that recently started mm-hmm. streaming uh starring matt damon starring michael jordan matt damon as sonny vaccaro no mm-hmm. it's starring the idea of michael jordan it's starring michael jordan yeah. <laughs> you, you, the guy who played Mar- michael jordan in that great he did the best job <laughs> of anyone in that movie i thought yeah they never showed his face yeah uh, just mostly which i actually behind. think is a really smart and interesting move by ben affleck to not <laughs> i'm serious to yeah. like I mean, I did. Part of me was like, "Are they doing a George Steinbrenner thing from Seinfeld?" <laughs> they never show his face. Well, no, but like, it's just Michael Jordan's so famous. The second they show you Michael Jordan and it's not Michael Jordan, the audience is like, "I'm out on this." You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I liked that choice as well. So, I, like, I, I kept forgetting that. <laughs> they ben should have Affleck. had Larry David do his voice though. <laughs> Mikey wants Wheaties contract. You know, that would have been fun. Yeah. Remember that line? I do. Mm-hmm. So it was about uh, the Sonny Vaccaro's drive to get Michael Jordan signed to Nike. That was, uh, mm-hmm. that was the movie. Apparently, it had to be based on like a memoir that Sonny Vaccaro wrote or somebody just Probably. choose him as the main character. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like at this point, I don't know whether Ben Affleck is a good director anymore. Wait, did he? I, I think Ben Affleck is a good director. Did I'm he direct like, that? I'm pro Ben Affleck. As I mean, director. I love the town. I thought, and I loved uh, that. Uh, Gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone. I thought was yeah. great. Argo. Argo's Argo. entertaining. Argo, Argo fantastic. It's a yeah. yeah good corny movie. Argo is one yeah. of those movies. It's like, um, and this is a compliment. It's like Bridge of Spies, where you're just like, this is a movie about a thing that is like semi-historical, somewhat interesting, and I am just, I am entertained all the way through. Yeah. Every scene that leads into the next scene, I'm like, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. I'm at no point am I going, what is this shit? You know, Uh, and that's that's hard to do. That's not like an easy thing. 
you know. No, what I like about Ben Affleck is it feels like he's just decided his favorite genre of movie is TNT movies. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. He, he makes good ones. And yes. There aren't well, very many of those anymore. Counterpoint, <laughs> did you ever see Live by Night? I, I did. Don't, I, I don't looked, know that one. It's not good. Um, no. Really, really, it's really, really not bad. Good. Wait, but is that the what? one where he played a, a gangster? Yeah, yes. he played a gangster and his uh, his girlfriend was, I think, Zoe Saldana. Mm. The only That's part of the movie that I remembered was someone asking Ben Affleck's character in a Boston accent, hey, Tommy, is your, is your girlfriend a S-word or an N-word? And he goes, she's both, and kills him. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I want to know what the S-word is. Uh, well, rhymes with Rick. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the S word. Yeah. Um, no, th- I mean, first of all, you just described a really great scene. I mean, it sounds like <laughs> yeah. a progressive scene that has a moral and is also unafraid to uh, be socially conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this movie is kind of like Argo in that it's, you know, like you said, it's a TNT movie. It's sort of, you know, it's about the... Uh, the unorthodox guy who bet big on a dream and mm-hmm. uh, and won and did a good business. As someone who knows this story and knows Sonny Vercario well, because like I'm a basketball guy, like I don't know him personally, but you know he's been oh. in my life for like a long time as like a figure. Mm-hmm. I would say the biggest mistake they made in this movie is they did the thing where they clearly switched roles, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, because Ben Hmm. Affleck Hmm. should be playing Sonny Vaccaro and Matt Damon should be playing Phil Knight. Right, because Ben Affleck looks like the hungover gambler. Loser. Like, Sonny Vaccaro has huge loser energy. And that's why everyone hates him at the beginning of the movie. But because he's played by Matt Damon, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Like, because Matt Damon is like a winner. (laughs) That's a very good point. I I did not even consider that, but you're 100% right. Yeah. All I, I I ended up like all I could think about mostly was like the construction of this movie when I was watching it. And at yeah. first, in what way the construction? It, like it feels really like it feels like a slick, like well made movie at first. Like every transition has like a needle drop of like mm-hmm. a of a, a a foot tap and song. Yeah. But yeah. then, uh, but then I feel like it. They did it on every transition there was like maybe five needle drops too many to right where i was like okay oh, i'm done i'm done with music uh with bangers being in movies but or <laughs> i'm i'm done with it and television have you guys watched that love and death show every other fucking scene transition is just some like fucking bop from the 60s or 70s and i'm just like i get it you can was, afford the licensing i was okay right? with it at first but then after a while, it felt I like hate that they shit. used it in the exact same context every time, mm-hmm. which was like, "Oh, this is a trans. This is transition moving to the next scene." Yeah, music, and then it, like it makes you think, it makes you realize what it actually is, which is like, "Oh, we're filling us, we're filling space with this." We're that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent right. It's always it always feels like a space filler because this is what I do if I'm trying to figure out if there is a good use uh, for a, a song or not. Um, like, is this something that, you know, signals, 
Right. Can I put That's the word love in? No. Does this does this signal like some emotion or whatever, or is this just scene filler? Just replace the song in your head with Rock and Roll McDonald's by uh, Wesley Willis, and if it does nothing but act as a music video for Rock and Roll McDonald's, then you've done it. Then it's useless. Yeah. Rock if, and roll if in McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, if like. If they just replaced all the music in movies with uh, with Rock and Roll McDonald's, then I think we would. I think it'd be more artistic. Personally. Yeah, that would definitely be a, ch- a more of a choice. Yeah. than the songs in this movie were. Yeah, um, time after time. Were, I come actually on. thought they were fine. I, I did up until like the last third of the movie, where it was like, okay, you're still doing it. Well, I think that's sort of a problem with this movie. Uh, look, I want to say first off, I liked this movie. It's a good time. It's yeah, a, yeah, it was a good. It was time. entertaining. Yeah, it was, it was entertaining. It's ninety nine minutes long, not two hours five. Uh, yeah, it could be a little uh, less and long. I think that's sort of the problem with the movie, actually. It's it just, did, it's a little too long. It did leave me with, like, the question of um, why is Sonny Vaccaro, like, the star of the story? Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they give they they show the guy who's the weird guy from uh, Funny Pages, who oh, is the shoe so designer. Good. And that guy's excellent, the cleft palate guy. And that guy should yeah. be the star of the and movie. And I'm like, okay, so this is the guy that created the really cool shoe and invented like the Jumpman mm-hmm. logo right. that w- is still the thing with Air Jordan. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like Jumpman, this Jumpman, guy, that boy up to something. That's right. I feel like this guy should have been maybe the the, the star of the movie a or much like more had a bigger captivating part, character least. for sure. And uh, but he's not. He can't be because the reason Sonny Vaccaro is the star of the Michael Jordan at Nike story mm-hmm. is the only reason. Uh, like. The, the, it did a sort of a bad job explaining like how much that changed uh not just <laughs> shoes but like branding of athletes and the right way, right like and that was all Sonny Vaccaro's like dream that was his idea mm-hmm. and his vision when he saw Michael Jordan <clears throat> and he like both had to convince Nike and Michael Jordan to do it right yeah. um so I don't know. I mean, there's uh, the great that's scene. That's why. That's yeah. why he's no, the like. Maybe some... they should have just got that actor to play Sonny Vaccaro. That's what I think. <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. I mean, like the scene between Matt Damon and uh, Viola Davis, where it's she's really good, where she's it's explaining, really like, you know, you have to take every opportunity to, you know, squeeze a little money out of the money people. Yeah, and you're like, that's 100 percent true. But then also. If we're doing that, why does the guy who actually created the shoe have such a like the actual creative in this shoe creation? Oh, story. I think he got paid pretty good. He got to take a picture with Michael. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, listen. It's a story about how Michael Jordan got his. Yeah, uh, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. For um. Sure. And uh, I think the problem I had with it is that it at the moments where it decided it was a like a drama the stakes in the movie felt stupid and forced well, that's the, that's it was like the jason problem. bateman was like listen if this doesn't work then i can't yeah. get my daughter free yeah. shoes <laughs> yeah i would say in general jason bateman cannot handle what the movie needs him to handle from like a dramatic standpoint and i like jason bateman i love i and love he's him fine. too he's really good at the parts where he's like hey i'm just a nice guy yeah which yeah is what he's good at but like when it needs him to be like 
to give the movie stakes. Yeah, exactly. He can't do it. He it's just not even. Can't. It's, well, but it's it also wasn't even that he yeah. couldn't do it. It was that like I mean, it was that the stakes were stupid. Well, it's another. Yeah. It was another moment that made me think of the construction of the film, where it's like you could yeah. feel a studio note being like. Okay, we need to put in some stakes here. Right? Uh, how did they do it in Moneyball? Oh, he had a daughter, and she like uh, sang him a song. That's exactly so, right. So they're like, that's okay, exactly he, what this happens. guy needs to have a daughter too. That he's yeah, estranged yeah, yeah, from. Yeah. No, we like, don't need to see the daughter. Wait, how did they do it in Jobs? She had a she had a little picture that she she yeah. drew him. Yeah, we got to we got to run that one back. Again. Yeah, smash hit um, Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love how they're only the going problem- for Sorkin movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the studio notes. I mean, like, what what has Sorkin said about this? Yeah. Well, he yeah. he gets an Oscar nomination thrown his way every time he makes one, so um, liberals. I would say yeah. the sort of the problem with adding stakes in this movie at all. And mm. Ben Affleck smartly I think knows it when he's directing it, but it's a mistake in the middle there is like he's like, "Okay, every joke in this movie the only way it works is if you know the future. Like right. you're like, oh yeah, John Stockton does end up being a famous basketball player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just do it is a good slogan. Oof. That's their slogan forever. You, yeah. but, so you. all of the jokes have to work by the fact that you live in the future, but the drama is dead because you live in the future. Like, right. you know Michael Jordan yeah. signs. And, like, so it's, like, writing this weird line where it's, like, we can't really act like the, our audience doesn't know Michael Jordan doesn't sign here. No, like there instead, we need to flatter you for knowing the future, unlike these yeah, yeah. characters <laughs> yeah. who, are, who are stuck in the past. You know what I thought was really funny was the the – the two scenes that happen with the uh, guy behind the counter in this in the like bodega, mm-hmm. or the first that one, was good. He was just like, uh, you know, um, you know, this Michael Jordan, he fucking he sucks or whatever. Well, no, he said yeah. he's too small. And too I'm like, small. he's a six six. What are you talking about? Right. Too small. Yeah. He's well, a, clearly a no, big guard. No, but that's guard. fair because like <laughs> for a guard, skinny? Yeah, like guards. No, but like guards weren't winners in the nba before. right like no but it was no guard like yeah. you needed kareem that, to win a championship you needed uh, yeah but, i mean magic was f- famous yeah but magic had kareem abdul jabbar that's true that's true okay and also it was 1984 like also he was very large too yeah also yeah also yeah he, he was, was taller pretty, yeah yeah <laughs> Also, yeah. he was tall enough to play center when kareem was hurt yeah 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 but um, what I liked about it was that, you know, at first I was like, yeah, oh, Michael Jordan, he's not going anywhere. And then at the end, that guy goes, oh, we all knew it, you know, that, you know, yeah. Michael Jordan was going to be the best. Mm-hmm. And, and Sonny Vicaro was like, oh, you knew it, huh? And walks yeah. away. And I was like, you know, that guy has to live out the rest of his life just serving, you know, like selling <laughs> cigarettes. Can you give him some money? Well, I felt like he I, deserved some money for ta- to, he talked to him. Yeah, I, I thought they did a really good job um, inventing a way, inventing like a moment where 
Sonny Vaccaro knew that Michael Jordan was like a, a star based yeah. on that one play, which was, I thought they did a really good they job. They did with do that. a good job. Cause at first I'm watching that clip and I'm like, what am I supposed to see? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he talks about how like calm and collected he was. And I was like, oh, that's good. That is, no, yeah. I, I actually would say comparing this to Moneyball, which Moneyball is like a movie that is good and is in, it's in like one of the, same it, this is like one of the only other movies in the same genre as moneyball mm. yeah uh, in that it's like a sports movie that's not about sports um yeah moneyball does a bad job of that of explaining yes. the baseball and does a even a arguably like an that. even worse job of like in the inserting like the daughter stakes so it's like oh man he's like i could i couldn't take moneyball because he cries when she sings a song from a jeans commercial like come on sure. man kill me but what i, I the one thing i do like about moneyball and the daughter scene specifically is that it's all in service of a punchline at the end of the movie which is billy bean is such a loser his daughter is singing him that he's a loser into his car stereo at the end yeah that is nice yeah uh yeah and that's funny uh that's a funny (laughs) joke as an oakland ace fan um yeah But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but that scene, that sequence is really good because they show you the play several times. And right. as a normal person, you're like, I don't know what I'm looking at. It's like, yeah, no, even Jordan as a basketball fan, I, yeah. I didn't know what I was looking at. At first, I thought they were going to point out that he like moved subtly sideways out of mm-hmm. like the, you know, into an open shooting lane, which is like yeah. a very good thing that yeah. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson have, you know, made careers out of. Yeah. How they do this year, though? Not good. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. How did the Lakers do? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Speaking of Sonny Vaccaro, did you know, Matt? Sonny mm. Vaccaro is the person who also, after Air, he goes to Adidas, and the next person he like Kobe puts all his chips on is a Kobe at Adidas, and Kobe hated adidas so much he left yeah i remember when kobe was uh the adidas guy and i i uh i you know if if kind of this is why this movie worked for me a little bit was the idea of like you know knowing the future you're like yeah nike wins whatever Mm -hmm. but like knowing also how popular nike was and and i'd like switched nike and adidas in my head i was like yeah i remember thinking to myself like kobe what are you doing going to you got to go to nike that's where fucking that's what the star would do so knowing that that's a really hard thing to do to like take someone and be like um you know i yes our shoe was less popular and we don't we don't have anybody else But yeah. uh, come on, join us. Uh, I I thought that was I thought that was very good. It also the thing does... I thought most Sorry, about this movie is uh, being Mel Turpin oh. and just turning <laughs> right. this movie on. Yeah, because uh, you're just a guy now, and you just turn this movie on, and suddenly yeah. it's shitting all over you multiple times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I, I was surprised because I kind of felt like. Um, what is it? Sam Bowie? Yeah. Who uh, I felt like he, at this point, he's used to being the punching bag. So just do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, one thing I also noticed about this movie is I feel like at some point 
someone's got to make an 80s movie that doesn't look like every other 80s movie like now there's like yeah there's an 80s movie house style that has eclipsed the actual 80s where it's like okay we got to have it like slightly sepia toned like a little bit i thought they did a pretty pretty good job though it wasn't didn't feel too 80s to me yeah i will say i've never seen a tony romas from the 80s in a movie before and that was perfect uh, and you have to understand that's probably why Matt liked it. Yes, his yeah. mouth was watering. You don't, like, that's a place for ribs. That is a place for ribs. You guys <laughs> have to understand what like Tony Roma's meant and means to the culture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you guys don't because you know you couple of white bread whiteies. You don't understand that like things like Tony Roma's things like Red Lobster, like these places. Whole, uh, the, you you go you dress up to go there you you know what I mean that, yeah. those are those that's where business it's a place for ribs it's a place for business that's right hey Vince hey Matt as you know Vince I love old internet memes remember the early internet's obsession with Chuck Norris jokes I do remember that here's one when Chuck Norris went to college he told his father now you're the man of the house. <laughs> why Why do you bring this up? Well, I was thinking about those old memes, and I started thinking, I wonder what Chuck Norris is doing right now. What has he been up to? You know, I actually know the answer to that, Matt. Yeah, I recently saw a health video he made, and I was surprised. He's in his 80s, and he still seems to have energy and health. You know, I saw the very same video, Vince, and in it, he says he's even stronger, has more stamina, and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. That's almost too powerful to contemplate, but uh, it's true. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife made the same change, and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and has energy all day. Uh, I am way younger than them, and I have energy for about two hours a day. Uh, and the problem is, is, you know, that many of us do not include fruits and vegetables and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. I love special videos, and you can watch it too by going to mymorningkick.com slash pod yourself, and it may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's M-Y-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-K-I-C-K.com slash pod yourself, mymorningkick.com slash pod yourself. Go there now and watch this very special Chuck Norris video. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, as an Italian, I don't know 
I feel like Sonny Vaccaro probably was more Italian looking in real life than uh, Matt Sonny Vaccaro, yes. Sonny Vaccaro is... Uh, do you not know what he looks like? I just I had to look him up. And he looks Italian. He looks like an Italian uh-huh. guy. He yeah, does yeah. not look... He looks like David Chase. Yeah, he does kind of look like David Chase. Definitely does not look like Matt Damon. But Well, you know, he didn't look like David Chase when he was signing Michael Jordan. Hold on. No oh, he definitely that. yeah, but he he did, Jesus, he he didn't look like uh uh fucking Matt Damon. Matt Damon, no, not in the that. least. No. Um It's so funny. I'm like do it. I was watching it and I was like Sonny Vaccaro, Matt Damon. I literally was watching doing a little bit of race science where I was just like, well, maybe he's like northern Italian. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did appreciate that they made. I mean, this is whole thing is a puff piece for Nike, but it was nice that they at least sort of made uh, Phil Knight look Phil like Knight a douche. Bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge weirdo. He's yeah. a huge weirdo douche. Um, Wait, has anyone? And ben Affleck is very funny playing him. I, I know I said that. Uh, yeah, I always think he's yeah. like a better director than he is an actor, but uh, I think this was like a really good like Ben Affleck has some roles that like he has a narrower range than Matt Damon probably, yeah. but he's really good within that range. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has anyone he's like really funny in this movie? Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. good has, job. has anyone complained online yet about um, the casting of a non-Italian to play an Italian? I don't think so. Uh, no. no, I think we're over that. No, Vince, yeah. you should do it. Yeah. I mean, we kind of accept it. Well, the only problem is, I think the bigger issue is not that he's a non-Italian; it's that he's not Jewish either. Like we, yeah, like usually, if you're, if, usually, if, usually uh, at least you get a Jewish. Guy you got to get a Jew. Time. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is like now a lot of Jews are being played by just like, like uh, you know, uh, regular white people, and so I feel like that is making it so that regular white people are like, well, if I'm playing a Jew, might as well play an Italian. Well, mm-hmm. but this is the door that House of Gucci opened. I know. Right? By having Adam Driver play I was just going to say, game. if I was recasting yeah. this, I would have put Adam Driver in the Sonny Vaccaro role. I think he would have killed it. I mean, but if you measured his skull, <laughs> if you measured Adam Driver's skull, you'd be like... There's not enough angle on this forehead for him to be Italian. Maybe, but you... I, I feel like um, if, whether a, a, you know accident of birth or some sort of genetic um, disorder, he's got an Italian skull. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, welcome. Anyway, to the, I feel like this is like the platonic. This movie was like the pl- phrenology, the cast. platonic ideal of a solid B plus. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. a, it's a. It, this is like a good movie to watch on an airplane. Yes, on a Sunday it is afternoon the perfect when airplane movie. Yeah. I watch it with my kid because he like my stepson because he likes basketball. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Great. Great movie um, for that. I, the, yeah. the, the, fun time. Oh yeah, and so I agree with all that. I agree that the movie ended up being good. I fear for the genre that this is going to create. Uh, that I, it's, well, already that it's already hap- yeah, where it's already happening. Like a movie called Blackberry about the black I know came out. I tried to uh, watch that- I tried to watch it. They have a it has it's got Dennis Dennis from, from uh, it's yeah, always Dennis sunny playing a bald it, yeah. guy and then it, which is kind of fun but is it is it did you try to watch it 
It wasn't like it, it seems was, like it was her. at night it's when I was already tired. So okay. I'm not I'm not like blaming me falling asleep on the quality of the movie, but it definitely didn't seem like oh I need to finish this. Either. I thought it was the uh, one that I thought is was it dramatic was or both. comedy. I think it's uh, a little probably both. Dr- little bit of both. Okay. But um, the one that I thought was insane were the trailers for the Tetris movie. I saw that. So I was going to say like this. <laughs> so Air was like a slightly better version of Tetris. Uh-huh. But like Tetris also had an aspect of it that uh, one of the major characters in it. And you don't find this out unless you Google it. Uh, one of the major characters is Jelaine Maxwell's dad. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> the guy who like Epstein's everywhere. He dude. really is. And so he like, had Tetris on the island. That's crazy. <laughs> Even Tetris is in the little black book. <laughs> but the Tetris movie was crazy because the the trailers sold it like it was a thriller. Right. They, kind of, they, they tried like, to turn it. Has to sneak Tetris out of Russia. I mean, they turned it into that, and it was so <laughs> kind of stupid because it was like it just played all of the Cold War movie hits, and yeah. uh, and you're watching it being like, I think this was more interesting than an underground parking garage where they're like giving blue jeans to each other. Like, yeah. I, like the actual story is like really weirdly fascinating, and like had a lot of weird skullduggery and obviously like one of the main characters is Jelaine Maxwell's dad. So, oh, yeah, like, there's a lot of good stuff going on there. Yeah. But is it but like... But again, it was another movie where it was like the main character is just this guy. He didn't invent Tetris. Ten- yeah. Like he just like saw Tetris and he's like, I'm going to be the guy yeah. that steals Tetris. I don't want other people to be the guy that steal Tetris yeah. from the Russian yeah. guy who I'm made gonna it. I'm going to steal Tetris to give to this giant corporation. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. I mean, you gave it to one corporation yeah. instead I'm, of the bad I'm one. The mo- I'm the biggest capitalist. Yeah. That's yeah. what the movie is. Yeah. And I think like that's kind of what the genre is of the like the brand the the brand biopic is is I mean you like, cannot separate it like it is very clearly like propaganda for right the you know like it's invent it, it posits a meritocracy that's more fair than actually well and that's the, in real actually life. the strangest thing about air to me is at the end when they're like Sonny Vaccaro is actually the reason NCAA athletes get paid and right. it's like we should tell that story maybe yeah <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that story, uh, you know, it's uh, it doesn't have uh, Michael Jordan not showing his face. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you sell a story about a bunch that of losers who never got say, paid? I will say as far as like speeches go in movies, that speech he gives in the meeting is really good. Honestly, um, honestly, it was like, uh, I, yeah, oh, I didn't buy that. that. I didn't buy that part at all. Where he's like, we're all going to be dead. And you're gonna, and you're gonna be a, you're gonna be a superstar. People are gonna remember your name. I'm like, yeah, for like 30, 40 years, I guess. Well, but Michael like, Jordan. he's still gonna be not, yeah. No, Michael Jordan is a, is a is a legend. He's, he's a legend, but like that's gonna fade too. Like that's not. Well, eventually everything fades. He's not like a. He's not like Alexander the Great. Like he was, you know, he was a good basketball player. Right. But I but don't think there's there's a, a, right, but there is a handful of like athletes. That people will We're remember still for about all Babe time. Bruce, yeah, dude. exactly. We're talking Michael about Jordan's Babe Ruth. <clears throat> yeah, the same. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as basketball exists, Michael Jordan will be a legend forever. Yeah, I mean, not as big as Kobe, but he'll like. <laughs> I don't know. Somewhere. Like little kids aren't talking about Bill Russell anymore. You know. 
Little kids they never talked about. They know who he is. No, they don't. I don't. Yes, they do. I don't yeah, know. Like when they, no, when you become like a like a real basketball fan, like when they like you like learn who won championships or whatever. It's like Bill Russell's like one of the eight guys. Sure. Um, <laughs> one of the eight guys that lined up outside of Matt's mom's door. Listen, uh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My mom have... only fucked Lou Alcindor. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like him after the name change. After the name change, she's like, get out. Yeah, my mama called him. His mama called him Lou. I'm going to call him Lou. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I got some other you clips. You guys know Brendan McGowan? I know the name. Uh, Brendan McGowan was a, is a comic from Chicago. He's from L.A. But his dad is the reason Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has a hyphen in his last name. Wow. <laughs> his dad was wrote about the Milwaukee Bucks when Lou Alcindor changed his name mm. and when he went to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And like right <clears throat> at the end, uh, he went up to him and he was like, hey, uh, Kareem, I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure I spell your name right. Is there a hyphen in between Abdul-Jabbar? And Kareem went, there wasn't. But you know what? I like it. There is yeah. now. <laughs> he's, wow. He's the. He, who was the guy who said Facebook should stop being the Facebook and be just. He's the Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Parker? Yeah, Sean yeah. Parker. You know you what's cooler One than a million Sean's. dollars? A hyphen, hyphen between your names. and Jabbar. <laughs> I like it because the, the, the hyphen, I never thought about this, but it almost. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It implies that. Uh, the Jabbar family and the Abdul family were like, yeah, no, they couldn't yeah. agree on. They the married, and they're like, let's just hyphenate. Yeah. Is your daughter having gonna have a hyphen? No, no, my daughter's a leap. Mm. Yeah. If we have another kid, maybe that one will be uh, a Fiorentini. A Fiorentini. But it's I don't just think tough because so. you got you know she's Irish, Jewish, Italian. And and Chinese, Chinese, you know, and you can't really like that's too many things to try and reflect in one last name. Well, she, unfortunately, Good restaurant though, yeah, yeah. yeah. great yeah. restaurant, yeah. well, except for the Irish part. But. Well, so speak, I mean, so her full name is Karina Liliana Chang Lieb, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the Irish part is noticeably not there. Um, and I, I do feel bad about that, but we added the Liliana because it's uh, her. Uh, biological dad's uh mother's name it just sounds good and i was like well karina is already italian what do we need to do more you did it you went italian with the first name i like that yeah i know but she you know we added another name so we got some other clips that we i wanted to play before i love clips uh go back to your the first one the top one there's a really great mark Wahlberg. i feel like this is peak Mark oh, Wahlberg. prayed up? Is he <laughs> yeah. getting prayed up? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, first of all, uh, he's got his he's got his 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 Jordans on his his Jordans. His uh, I forget what era uh, Jordans those are, but mm-hmm. uh, they're very those clean. Are the space jams, I think. He, he clearly it's has pretty a, small. But yeah, yeah, it's the one with the patent leather Yeah, um, space jams. He clearly has not worn them more than like five times. They're very new, uh, and he's he's got his he's got a home pew. He's got a home kneeling pew for one person, which I love. You see, the the fucked up thing is, you guys gave away the video because for me, the reveal is the funniest Sorry, part. Yeah, I right. had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Happy National Prayer Day. Stay prayed up. God bless you. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that video can't be spoiled, Matt. Yeah, you it's, said it's spoiled perfect. it, and then it's no, still, it's still it's good. Still it's still good. It's still good. I was saying, like, maybe I feel like the the say hi to your mother for me uh, <laughs> sketch is well remembered because I feel like that was the last time in pop culture where you had any chance of doing a Mark Wahlberg parody that was funnier than the actual Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's right. He had yet to go full Wahlberg. Well, Joe Father keeps Stu. <laughs> Joe keeps trying to get me to watch uh what is this show the the documentary show about him? Uh Wall like Wall Street. Wall Street. Wall Street. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Wall Street. And yeah. I tried to watch it but and there's there's moments like this in there but it's just too much of uh, someone is producing like a TED talk at the behest of Mark Wahlberg. Like I'm too, yeah. I'm too stuck uh, in that psychology to even enjoy it. Ironically, yeah. yeah, he's really become though. It's like inside of you, there are two wolves: uh, Vinny Chase from Entourage and Father Stu. Yeah. <laughs> There's also yeah. a third wolf that yeah. used to did a bad thing to a Vietnamese one time, but we've uh, prayed well, that that's, away. That's can be either Vinny Chase or Father Stu. And it depends There's two on wolves his inside mood. of you. One of them is really grind set. He's always on his grind. And the <laughs> other one uh, really loves uh, traditional Catholicism. <laughs> God. <laughs> He's, you know... Which, by the way, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic schools my entire life. Mm-hmm. I was an altar boy. I have never seen someone kiss both sides of a cross uh, before. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. I've never seen that. I mean, I figured, I was like, I don't know, that's just something that people do. I mean, that is a Catholic... No, that's what I'm telling but you. You're just is, making that is, up? It is a Catholic thing to kiss too much. That's they true. Kiss too much, but I've never <laughs> to seen kiss without consent is a very Catholic thing. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, just kissing and kissing. Yeah, but I watched that video not knowing who it was, and I was like, well... I guess the kissing part is, whoa, Mike Wahlberg. You know, it was like, that's. <laughs> and he does that face where he's like, it's sort of like when a newscaster has to read a somber story. Like yeah. he's, he's putting on his he best. He survived by, yeah. He's doing, he's putting on his best, like somber, uh, somber Christian Mark Wahlberg, but he's, yeah. but he's still Mark, Mark Wahlberg. I thought the whole point of Catholicism was that, like, you get all of your, like, weird Christian shit done in one day, and then you live a normal life outside of that. It is. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like this, like, traditional Catholicism thing where it's like you're just doing ev- evangelical Christianity. Yeah, the whole thing with with Catholicism, like, the whole benefit of it is it's not, like, making the pretense of being, like, cool and modern. It's like you Right, are, that's yeah. the whole thing about it is it's just like... Uh, you do the ancient things. Right, it's the Judaism of Christianity where yeah. you just are doing, like, fucking... You're not supposed to understand it. Right, do the yeah, it's, it's in a language you don't fucking get. Everyone's chanting. It's, like sad and the jokes suck and you don't mm-hmm. want to be there and then you go home yeah and then and you also, don't really believe in god but you feel like you have to show you know. yeah and then also they uh ingrain in you that you're a huge piece of shit right and there's nothing you can do <clears throat> yeah. and you have guilt about it forever yeah, 100%. the problem is you got a pee pee yeah. and you touch it and that makes you bad yeah. right right yeah. and then you have to say you have to say sorry for touching your pee pee yeah right uh once a month yeah. and where like you know you fucking god gave you this thing that you love touching but you hate it and but you hate yeah. it when you touch it and you or someone else living in poverty and pain is like well god loves that yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that to me i'm like that's what it's about where, whereas like this new like 
trad cat thing seems to be very evangelical yeah, Christian time. God does not like this new thing is feels like, oh, he's trying to sell it as like God wants you to get on your grind. And right. like, I don't feel like that's Catholicism well, at it, all. It especially feels like it it feels so weird because when I read those people talking about Catholicism, I'm like, you realize you're talking about a Catholicism that died in like 1956, right? Like right. you're talking about like pre-Vatican II Catholicism. I and mean, it's like, have you seen the Pope we have now who's like, yeah, abortion's cool, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, he's kind of a chill dude. <laughs> yeah, like what what religion do you think you're joining? And that and that's like the I don't know if this is related at all, but it does also feel like the rise in trad cath shit is also like correlates with uh the cool, you know, Latin American Pope being like a little bit more liberal. Yes. And so oh, it's like a meme. Too. Yeah. Like the, the religion is a meme. Yeah. That Mark Wahlberg is the Pope of now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. It no, just it sucks. I got another uh, great clip for you. Oh, more clips. I love clips. Uh, this is on the, the same, the same track of, uh, of uh johnny depp is i feel what like... i will say is mark Wahlberg for sure mm-hmm. when he gets communion is not a double hand guy he's a weird little yeah yeah, yeah tongue yeah. out Put it on yeah, yeah, tongue. Yeah, yeah hate it yeah. hate the tongue out person yeah that yeah. always he seemed wants the, the hottest he wants the to me. jesus facial yeah that's what it's like it's like it's the jesus facial that's right it's like you know fucking just put your little hand it's out. like that e-girl you know porn thing where they like cross their eyes and stick their tongue out like an anime girl <laughs> yeah yeah when i get communion i do ah hey gal <laughs> now i want to see that if, oh, that's i want to see someone taking communion but with that e-girl face <laughs> crossed i <laughs> yeah, I'm horny. All right, which one? The, the Elon, because I feel like Elon is trying to do uh, a little bit of Johnny Depp here. Oh God! And it's uh, it's. I, I don't think he pulls it off. He's not. He hasn't been acting for 20 years, so he doesn't know how to do it quite as well. I mean, he is like the more Elon news that comes out, the more I'm just fucking over. Yeah, he could have just. He could have just not done all this i would love him to just not <laughs> he's got the posters disease and there's something relatable about that but uh very bad person also yeah well, let's let's hear some of that tweets hurt the company are there tesla owners who say i don't agree with this, this is him on cnbc because and i know it because he shares so much of it or are there advertisers on twitter that linda yaccarina will come and say you gotta stop man or you know i can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet He is staring in silence right now. For those of you listening, he's the shiniest forehead I've ever seen. I know, dude. You know, I'm reminded of. Uh, Wait, pause it. What do you think he's reminded of? What do you think the metaphor slash reference for, is for gonna, posting? For yeah, what is what is his what is his go to reference going to be here? I mean, it could be anything. It could be I'm reminded of a passage from the Bhagavad Gita that <laughs> no, said no, no, that's, that's, what, said, that's I what Phil am, Knight would have said. This yeah. is not Phil no, Knight. He's not that smart. It's going to be like 
something that happened on an episode of the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. He saw one no, he's like a yummy Reddit like, kind of guy. So you have yeah, to factor yeah. that in. Yeah, uh, it's like I'm I'm reminded of uh, oh, it's Heath Ledger from The Dark Knight. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> really good guess. Really, really good guess. Yeah, he's uh, he's reminded of um, a post that he saw earlier in the day that was an old meme that was originally a Facebook meme uh, that was is now on Twitter. And I'm reminded of my favorite Instagram account, Fuck Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. I'm reminded of a post I saw on the Chive once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. We'll see it in the Princess Bride. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm reminded of uh, this epic bacon I saw on Reddit.com. Oh God. Um. Where he confronts the person who killed his father, and he says. Offer me money. Offer me power. I don't care. See, you just don't care. <laughs> you want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say, and if if if, uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. <laughs> okay. All right. First of all, <laughs> he's he's comparing himself to Indigo Montoya. Indigo, yeah. yeah. It's not indigo? In, in, inigo. It's inigo. Inigo. Yeah. There's no D in there? No, there's no D. Well, look at that. He's someone not, someone not, learn a little something about epic bacon posting catter day. He's not the, the color purple. Uh, yeah. Inigo Montoya. Um, yeah, so he's comparing himself to Inigo Montoya, and he is also saying a line, well, offer me money, offer me power, I don't care. Bitch, you got both. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Also, he's defending his right to like post Nazi memes? bride stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because you know what? I think we're going about this the wrong way. No. I think the way to get him to quit and sell Twitter is if someone edits him into a keyboard cat. Oh, and then he'll be like, "Oh, it is time for me to go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a bad idea. Someone I... needs to rickroll him, dude. <laughs> if he got rickrolled, he'd and he'll kill realize himself. that he is owned. Yeah. Mm, I'm reminded of um, a Rickroll yeah. song. <laughs> uh, never going to give you up. The thing about him, and one of the reasons I think I hate him the most, is because of the fact that like his posts are so lame. And it's like he... It's Remember back in the day, and I, I was guilty of this, uh, but on Twitter where... People were just like, I'm going to follow 100,000 people, and then I will have 100,000 followers. Yeah, Tay Diggs style. Yeah, Tay Diggs style. And they were just gaming the numbers, and it was all like ill-gotten gains, and you would see these accounts, and you would see like they would get like some pretty good engagement and some pretty good like numbers, and you'd just be like, this is fucking bullshit. This is his version of that. You know what I mean? Whereas like his shit is trash his poster trash but he bought the whole fucking thing and uh you know now he thinks his posts are good and i feel like and he thought that before he bought the yeah, thing because true. he has these weird sycophant weirdos. no of course he thought he thought he was good the whole time they all think they're good the whole time but the where they're mad is that like someone who's got like you know uh goth uh fucking fonts named baby come and like an avi of a kermit will 
get a hundred thousand fucking retweets for going daddy horny and he was like this is bullshit i deserve more for my thoughts uh and my my fucking repurposing of old memes so instead of you know following a hundred thousand people he just fucking you know bought yeah, twitter but, well a court forced him to do that but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually didn't want to buy it um too bad <laughs> him not yeah, wanting to buy bad. twitter is like the greatest that the to me that is uh i think that is something that needs to not be forgotten every time you, he has to talk about twitter doing now the like huge mistake he's made that he hasn't realized where it's like people with twitter blue can post like two hour long videos oh and now. yeah and everyone's just posting the full mario movie <laughs> yeah i no, i clicked on i clicked on the the, the hbo max was trending this morning uh -huh. and i clicked on it and the first thing that came up was all of john wick four <laughs> <laughs> i love it it is it is it's fucking wonderful it's really like watching blue check marks turn from the this kind of like annoying status symbol of like people who were either notable or you know journalists you know um a lot of those people were bad Let's oh yeah and, and yeah. they were bad and and self-important in this way where you were just like you know the the meme of like you know uh fucking like, wojack working at Bose, uh, buzzfeed in 2010 or whatever. right <laughs> but like there would be those like wojack memes where it's just a guy fucking drooling and his brain has like just a blue check mark in it you know that was like yeah that was correct but then he just flipped it completely and now the only people who have the blue check mark are the most like depressed <laughs> out of touch people you've ever seen it's, the blue check mark like now means that you have less than a hundred followers and you are clinically um, yeah. insane because <laughs> like in fucking sane people are like someone had a great fucking post <laughs> where so it was like someone uh, pointed out some dumb blue check mark who was just like uh arguing about something that didn't fucking matter and just insanely mad and everyone's dunking on them and someone goes like you were not prepared for the attention you purchased <laughs> <laughs> and it's it just absolutely correct it's like these people are like finally you know i'm gonna fucking the algorithm's gonna favor me and it's just a 24 7 dunk fest and they're yeah. just getting more and more dug in to be like, oh, I'm actually spending money is good because economies. And then <laughs> it is, it's fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, I enjoy that he, that Elon thought like, oh, I, now that I'm the CEO, I can make Cat Turd happy. Like all the things that uh, wonderful Cat Turd is worried about, I'm going to, I'm going to assuage his fears and he's going to he, be normal after this. He forgot the, the fucking, I mean, it's not, he just never knew the rule of uh anyone who is i i think an online person or a content creator is just uh, like making people happy is the last thing you want to do you know yeah, what it's i mean impossible you're you not try. impossible it's it's just you shouldn't cat even turd try will never be happy yes cat turd will never be happy cat turd lives in misery it's the also so strange to be like a person who's on twitter that much and be a cat turd guy and not a drill guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I totally agree. And I think it, <laughs> it, it's a very strange thing because it's like, 
there's like, I'm gonna fight with drill with drill and side with cat turn. Right. Like, you don't understand the audience of the website you bought. Right. I mean, <laughs> it, it, in the same way, also, it's just like that audience. Uh, they've always existed and they've always been big. Like the non the the people who like like the fucking shitty political takes guys. The, uh, they've always existed, and just seeing like someone who's like. No, those those guys are correct. It's just like, oh boy, like you just know his brain been melted. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, I got one story to close us out. Oh, with. I love stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another of our favorite genres, which is uh, you know when method acting goes wrong. Oh no. Um, <laughs> Jude Law had a perfume of pus, blood, feces, and sweat made to play Henry the Eighth. Uh, no. Yeah. During a press no. conference. For the film Wait, Monday what? at the Cannes Film Festival. The fuck? Jude Law described going to a gifted perfumier to really abuse her talents in order to get help him get into character. I read several interesting accounts that at this period you could smell Henry three rooms away, the actor recalled. His leg was rotting so badly and he hit it with rose oil, so I thought it would have a great impact if I smelt awful. Uh... Law had the perfumier whom he gushed makes wonderful sense, but also awful sense. Create the latter, a concoction of a concoction with notes of pus, blood, fecal matter, and sweat. Jesus Christ! I think at least I think the author of this wanted it to say pus, but he spelled it with two s's, which is actually puss. Oh, I don't think it, I don't think it yeah, actually yeah. smells like puss. Yeah, he smelled kind of like puss. Yeah, I think that's Jude Law's natural scent. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, the actor initially used the perfume subtly and thought he would just keep it for himself until director Kareem Ainuz got a hold of it. Mm-hmm. Then, according to Law, it became a spray fest. Law and co- Law co-star Alicia Vikander, who plays Henry sixth and final wife, Catherine Parr, went on to share anecdotes of crew members dry heaving from the stench. <laughs> oh, my God. They should make a documentary and call it Law and Odor. Wow. Oh. Very nice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Where's the reggae horn? Uh, it's not. It's not programmed. In there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, I have this one though. Fuck yeah. Um, that's fucking. I'm. Is this Stanislavski? Is he the one who did method, or is that a different method? Yeah, he said you should always smell exactly like the person you're playing. I mean, that's like a a whole different take on it because it's just like uh, you know, some people are. Lee right. Strasberg is the method guy, by the way. Oh, it's Lee Strasberg. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Well, they were both part of the same thing at different yeah. times. Um, is Lee Strasberg Hyman Roth? Is that the same guy? Who played Hyman Roth in Godfather 2? I think it was Lee Strasberg, but I'm not sure. Yeah, correct. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Matt. I don't know how I knew that. I usually don't know <laughs> nothing. Um. <laughs> Well, because, like, you know, you have uh, Jared Leto, like, he's like, I'm the Joker. I'm going to put, like, condoms in Batman's, you know, But he just wanted to do that anyway, to be honest, about Jared Leto. (laughs) But, like, but to... to... I don't think Jude Law wanted to smell this way. That's the difference. I mean, he did... Obviously, oh, oh, oh the, I see. Yeah, I see yeah. what you mean. I thought you meant like this is just actually his actual smell, and his excuse no, no, was no, like, no, "No, this is method. I don't usually smell like Jude Laws and puss." He does look like he smells a little. Like he's it, got. That, oh, they all smell, dude. He's got that. He's Every, got that uh, Matthew McConaughey thing. They all you can, smell. You know, that's the secret about celebrities. They all smell. 
All of them. Have you ever met a celebrity? I mean, I remember that was the thing that people said about James Franco. Not just James Franco, mm-hmm. dude. Have you ever smelled Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> no. Straight trash. Did you? Whenever I think I've of smelled Jude Law. So many famous people. Whenever I think of Jude Law, I think of his two-year-old accidentally swallowing an ecstasy <laughs> that was on the gl- on the ground of a club where they had her birthday party. <laughs> Is that real? I didn't yes. know this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, that's a normal thing that happens in England. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Um, is the two-year-old okay? Yeah, she, yeah, the two-year-old's fine. But they had to take her to the hospital because <laughs> she swallowed an ecstasy. Uh, that, I feel again, like that's one of those. They were at a birthday party at, like, a rave club. I'm so sorry, Mr. Law. I'm very, very sorry to tell you this, but your daughter, she's, she's now <laughs> she's now etarded. <laughs> I'm very sorry to tell you this. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It just seems like one of those uh, nationally specific PSAs that they'd have to do. Like, there's got to be one for your baby accidentally swallowing an ecstasy pill. That oh, feels very... you in the pub, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> or if your daughter, yeah, yeah? She more like an ecstasy, become eight times, yeah? You know, it'll be like that. Like, my friend in Australia was telling me they have PSAs uh, for, like, not sucker punching people. Uh, in bars where they like they have labeled it like the coward's punch and uh, and they have they have like signs to, in like, Australia yeah in Australia see this is the thing about Australia I know that like Vince and like a lot of people who uh, I know who are, are of your build mm. are like Australia is great Australians are great and I agree I'm sure they are I've never been uh, you know but I'm like I feel like I would be the one who would get fucking sucker punched by a bogan or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. I just feel like they would be like, ah, look at that big fucker. And then (laughs) I'm going to take down that big fucking cunt. And then they would sock me in the back of my head and then be like, sorry, I didn't know he was going to die immediately. Well, when when I was in Ireland with my brother, with my brothers at one point, uh, my brother met somebody and was trying to get uh her phone number and he asked a guy he was like hey do you have a pen and the drunk irish guy grabbed him and went a pen a pen and then started trying to fight him <laughs> yeah i'm telling you same same thing would happen to me that's exactly that's why i won't go to ireland either i feel like the irish and like the australians are like cut from the same cloth. i just think no what it is is Countries that have uh, universal health care and not right. a, not as many guns uh, as America, they are much more inclined to get to get fights. handsy because as, yeah. as long as like you know there's no neurological damage or like yeah we, we don't go fight fight yeah I don't know what accent I'm doing but they like to fight and uh, um, listen I want to go to Australia but it also means I want to meet are- the most bogany bogan but it also means people are slightly less annoying because there's a possibility uh that you might get socked in the ear for being an asshole well i'm not an asshole though yeah i think you'd be fine but i also feel like people will i look like an asshole Mm -hmm. yeah that's 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 a possibility is am i using bogan right is that what that is yeah more or less isn't a bogan like a really australian guy yeah 
Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. a very good redneck. No, you're thinking Paul Hogan. I'm thinking Paul Hogan. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a really Australian guy. Paul Hogan. That's <laughs> not an I. That's a Jew. <laughs> that's what they would say. That's not a Jew. Yeah, this is that's a, a Jew. Yeah, that's a Jew. Look at that. Oh, look at his fucking cunt. Oh, it's British. Well. Anyway, I hear my baby Jude Law crying. smells. That's great. I'm yeah. glad to glad that's, to hear that. That's canon. Yeah, law and odor. Um, <laughs> Sky so, captain in the world of smelling like puss. Um, yeah, all right. Puss. <laughs> oh, I smell like pussy. <laughs> that's what he's like. Oh, I'm Jude Law. <laughs> I smell like pussy. Um, Thank anyway. you for saving that for late in the podcast. Uh, yeah, see, I can do it now. Yeah. Oh, I, my leg hurts from wounds and pussy smell. Anyways, um, I think that's been a pod. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think it's been a yeah, pod. It's, it's been, a, been a joy hanging out with it's, you fellas. It's, it's been a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, Vince, I love that you've come to LA now twice in like a, so many weeks. So I'm I like, know. please keep keep coming back at work. You know, if they keep uh, having Top Chef. <laughs> If they, honestly, if they do, I will make sure I go next time. No offense, Joey. I know it's the thing, but I really want to go to the next one. I was very curious about like the juxtaposition of Matt and yeah. uh, high-end food. Dude, I you're actually, it's probably a good thing I didn't go because uh, the, when I went with you the other day to um, to the Vanderpump thing, it was like, it was just vince and i together like there wasn't like i didn't have to interact and all yeah. i could think about is like having to go to century city and interact with people and how i think i would have ruined your life yeah it would have been fun though for those that two Dude, i would have just been like grabbing people's food or, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> wouldn't have been good KFC! <laughs> anyways uh joey divine thank you so That's much uh, where can people find you uh round ball rock is my twitter it's about basketball um actually you guys you guys will enjoy this do, do you guys know this about the uh uh the coach of the boston celtics joe mazzola oh that, that he watches he the town he watches the town four times a week that's great uh, what What's the town? Oh, the movie The Town. Yeah, because yeah, he the is. Town he's like, I, he's like, he sees, he hears someone shipping up to Boston, and he's like, yeah. that's me. I'm, yeah. I'm shipping up. But to wait, Boston. the town? Did the town play shipping up to Boston? In it? Yes, that was the. Yeah. No, that's the Departed. That's the Departed. Oh, yeah. ah, you're right. Damn it. But the town is about. The Boston. town is about Boston. I guess they it's, both are. It's yeah. got kind Damn of. A, it. it seems like it should have shipping up to Boston. Anyway, this week. Uh, I think it'll, that episode will be up tomorrow. We had uh, a Celtics fan, our friend Sam Sheehan, on to decide which members of the Boston Celtics Joe Mazzola thinks are which uh, characters, characters from, from the, the town. town. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Renner. Um, so that was fun. Um, and then, yeah, at uh, Twitter, I'm at Joey Devine. Check him uh, out also, on if Twitter. hiring in Los Angeles, uh, I'm looking for a job, so let me know. <laughs> Mm. let him know same for me yeah vince and joey both need jobs matt lieb hey i need a job uh but check out uh round ball rock wherever you get your podcasts patreon.com slash rockcast um by the way this week uh episode one 
Season three, episode one of Pod Yourself the Wire is back, and uh, it'll be up on Patreon first this week, and then uh, it'll yes. be free the week after that. So join Patreon.com. So the guest, man? You oh, the, our very first it. guest is uh, David J. Roth. He is now going to be on season openers yeah. of uh, Pod Yourself the Wire because uh, it's you know it's better than the closer because uh, you know it's fucking the. The finale of The Wire uh, seasons is never like, hey, they wrapped everything up. It's like you're you're just like, wait, what happened this season? Too many, too many strings. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, he's going to be our season opener from now on, and uh, it's it's a great season. We've got a few episodes in the can so far, and more recording all the time. But uh, yeah, you're gonna love it. So enjoy, pot yourself, The Wire. Frogcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, good night and good chins. Get prayed up. Get prayed up, everybody. Get prayed up. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.